my mother, who is 95, a former Rosie the Riveter uh, during World War II, my parents are uh, somewhat older than me. I was the youngest child. My dad would, would be 102 if he was alive now. Uh, my mom is 95. But anyway, stepping back a little bit, my mom, when she read the book uh, last month at 95, she said, you know, Frank, I'm so happy you wrote this book. And I said, why, mom? And she said, because I never knew these things about you. Now, this is your mother. This is my mother saying, she said, I always saw you going off to accomplish your goals. And then we saw you coming back. We saw you, we went down to your graduation. We saw the wings being pinned on you. She said, I never knew about the struggles in between. She goes, I assume that, you know, you had some, some hardship, but it was good to hear you talking and sharing some of these disabling thoughts that you had and how you figured out how to push through them and overcome. And that is the main lesson of what I'm trying to say right now is that if people are listening to this and they're thinking about their inadequacies or they're thinking about their lack of uh, particular skills or attributes, just know that many people who have accomplished great things have gone through the same process of self-doubt. If you've ever read the book 1776 by David McAuliffe, the the most striking thing in that book to me, Eric, was that George Washington had a tremendous amount of self-doubt as the leader of the Continental Army and and as as not only our ability to win against the British, but also his ability to lead. And I thought that was strange because I thought, wait a second, George Washington, he was the greatest leader ever. Like this guy, you know, led us to victory against a powerhouse. And then when you read about his thoughts and what he said, you're like, okay, if he dealt with it and he had self-doubt and he still overcame, he still drove through, so can I and whatever I'm doing. Well, that's 100% it. I remember um, this past year I took my kids to see the play Hamilton. And there's a line when George Washington comes yeah, out that was great. and he says, I'm doing the best I can. And you're like, wait a second, that's George Washington. Like, like you just said, like, you know, what do you mean you do the best you can? You're doing the greatest, you, you know, you're the first president, all these things. And, and like you, like you just said, there's other people going through it. There's a, there's a few things I want to pick on. And I know we've been talking for a while and I could keep you all day, but there's definitely a few things I want to touch on. And something you just said about your mom, because your mom was glad that you wrote that and she's 95 years old. I'm sure eventually your kids might feel that same way and their kids and their kids and so on. This is one, when you said that, this is one of the greatest reasons why to create content. It might never lead to business. It might never lead to you getting a speaking engagement, but there's someone somewhere out there, chances are it could be a part of your family, maybe it's not. They are going to be glad that you shared what you shared. And it, it, you know, you're incredible story, but it's not, you don't have to have, I don't think, a military background. You don't have to have this incredible, like defining moment. And you, it led to this and led to that. That's great. And those are great, but there's other ways. And the more you tell, that's why I have this pie. I have three children. I have, you know, I think about my grandfather. I think about my ancestors, my, you know, my family, and they are kicked out of different countries and, and what they would do if they had the opportunity that we have in this country. Yeah, there's stuff going on here, but we got a pretty good you know, and you think about what they could have done with this opportunity or what they did to get their ancestor, their, their, you know, generations after them, the opportunity to do what we're doing now. 
let's not let that down. You know, you, it's, it's, it yeah, sounds and, cliche and it sounds maybe che- cheesy, I suppose. But like, no, nah, I mean, if you really get deep with that, I think about that stuff all the time because it's so important. And it's, you know, they're in the military. You're in the military. Like, what are we going to do? It's like, that's why we have Memorial Day and Veterans Day. It's, it's those little reminders. But if you think about just how it is in your family, but you telling that story about your mom and she's glad and she had an opportunity to read that. I know two of my biggest fans of my podcast, and if there's only two people ever to listen to it, are my mom and my aunt. And that's no joke. They listen to it. They tell me about my father as well. You know, but it's like, that matters. You're you're triggering some thoughts. (laughs) I'm trying, yeah. (laughs) One of the regrets I have in life, and remember I said my biggest fear is regret, is that my father died when I was 21. He did see me get pinned as a second lieutenant. So that was nice, but he never knew I was going to go on to flight school because of this weird series of events where I resigned my commission and went. But one of the things that I always thought was remarkable, my my father and his brother uh, during World War II, remember at the time, African-Americans were second-class citizens. They volunteered and went over and fought uh, in the war in the segregated uh, army platoons as second lieutenants. They were uh, senior, my dad was a senior at Howard University, he left school uh, trained to become an officer. His brother was a junior. They went over. My uncle ended up getting killed during the North Africa campaign. He's buried in Tunisia. And my father survived the war, obviously, went on to stay 36 years with the U.S. government. And he, he had a great opportunity to go either way. Like, he could have been bitter that, you know, after two wars, he still couldn't vote, right? I mean, but he, he always said... He always loved this country, had a positive attitude, and he always said, you know, they were just making progress so that we could get to the ideal country that we wanted. And so my regret is I never asked him enough about his experiences because he died when I was 21 and I just hadn't grasped how important his life experiences were. And there, you know, there wasn't a book, there wasn't a, a pod, you know, podcast or notes. I mean, I just remember some stories he told me, but I never sat down and said, all right, tell me about the time you shipped off. Where did you go? Where did the ship go? Tell me about the first engagement you guys were in in Germany. I mean, I didn't ask him any of that. And so fast forwarding to today, I wanted to leave some sort of record uh, and, you know, obviously, if you have kids, you know, you can get on your soapbox and you wonder if they're getting any of it. But one of my greatest uh, the things that give me the greatest happiness right now is I see that my 18 year old and 16 year olds listen to the one they, they they listen to the one minute videos all the time and they've read the book. Um, and my youngest 12 years old, he and I read the book together. We go to chapter. We have a couple chapters left. But the point is, um, sometimes you're writing the content, not because you have some agenda. People always want to say, how many books did you sell? And the truth is, I, I do know, and I follow that, but I don't, that's not the value of the book. The book was to see if my experiences can impact other people's lives in a positive way. The value was leaving a legacy for my kids. The value was when my mother, who's 95, said, I learned a lot about my son reading that book. And I'm happy about that. I learned that. I mean, to me, I, if I never sold a book, like you said, if you never had, you know, if the podcast never got to the levels that you wanted to get to, it would still be worth it. And so 
that's a big part of what we have to do. We have to find out what is worthy of our time. In other words, what gives us a sense of fulfillment and you know, what do we think is important for our overarching vision, what we want out of life. I'm Eric Kazimov, and for all of us here at CadSource, thank you for listening to Content Matters. If you'd like to connect, you can find me on LinkedIn or Twitter. That's it for now.